voice of the world The sound with the beat The sound that sets you tapping your feet Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure The sound of the news, rhythm and blues Tchaikovsky swing, whatever you choose Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine, with radio news from a national perspective, quality and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Well, we are here. This is All Things Radio 651, and I'm kind of surprised. We just updated JAWS and the scripts for a studio, and something is conflicting and not working right, but we still made it on the air. So we're so glad. Bernie even, even I had to run some test runs, and I wasn't sure if it was going to work, but it did. So, Jeff, take it away. Well, thank you very much, everybody. Good evening to everybody. We've got Gary, we've got Perry, we've got uh, myself, we've got Bill, and uh, Chris is here as well. Chris, if you try unmuting yourself, see if that will work. I don't know what the problem is. It might be a Zoom issue, however. We'll say good evening, everybody. First of all, we'll start things off with our radio news from a national perspective. And boy, there's some big news coming out of New York City. We'll let you know about that in the radio news as well. And we'll have a feature. I'm sorry, we have Jennifer Stark's call letter and format changes. Following that, there's a feature on announcer who I really liked. Not only was he a sports announcer for the uh, University of Georgia, he was also a radio announcer. I, there's an air check of him floating around somewhere where he did some work at WSMAM in Nashville, Tennessee. He also did a lot of work in the area of news and commentary. He did le- these little vignettes that were so cool to listen to. His name is Larry Munson. I think you're going to find it very interesting. My classic air check, well, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it's a surprise, and I think Bernie will be interested in this surprise. So we'll keep that for everyone to hear when it comes time for that air check. Finally, we're traveling to the home of Joe and Ellen out there in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And we're going to hear radio station KRKEAM with their FM translator with their all-80s format. So all in all, I think we have a pretty good show this week. Hope you all enjoy it. What's that, Barry? Gary? Uh, it's a pretty nice little station. I've listened to them a little bit. Uh, uh, yeah, it sounds pretty good. I mean, they all sound about the same these days. Yeah, it's this, about the same, but it's, you know, it's kind of nice. But, but it, it's not a bad, not a bad sounding uh, no. radio station. So hopefully you guys will enjoy it. And that's what we have this evening on the All Things Radio Live. So I'll turn it over to you, Bur- uh, Bill. <laughs> I almost said Bertie. Over to you, Bill. You almost did. Uh, I almost I did. Well, oh. Well, um, anyway, while I'm fixing this air here, Bernie, what's going on in indie radio? The fastest two minutes of indie radio here you'll ever hear. I don't hear well, anything. We, we okay. really need to talk indie radio, especially if, if Chris can hear us, because he always loves the yes, he uh, loves indie it. radio that we do. And, uh, you know, we could do Boston, but, you know, yeah. indie's just as exciting really uh okay there's there's really not much going on i'm not going to be on this weekend so oh wow you know i'm taking a weekend off um <laughs> and it, it's kind of a weird it's a weird reason why i'm taking the weekend off we uh our station does themes just about every weekend and they're doing a theme called rock and roll heaven because of halloween i guess and they're playing artists from the 80s who have 
died. Well, you know, to me, it's not fun or funny. And I just, you know, my boss always tells me, hey, you can take any time off you want and you can work anytime you want. So I just said, hey, you know what? I don't think I want to work this weekend. So I just took it off just like that. Well, see, that's, that's good that you can do that and you have the freedom yeah, to do that. You know what I mean? You have that freedom, yeah, you can do that. Is. But no, nothing new that I'm hearing or no. nothing new at all. I'm hearing strange things in my headsets, but I'm not hearing strange things about indie radio. I think it'll probably... I think the next big change we'll probably hear is 1070 eventually will be sold. Now, it may be not exactly what we want, but I think it will be sold eventually. Yeah, probably for about 10 bucks or so. Yeah, 10, 15 (laughs) bucks. It'll be sold to some uh, group. I'll give them five for it. Yeah, you'll give them five for it. I'm going to put the legend on it. And I'll probably get that kind of signal. Hey, uh, speaking of that, here's some legend news. We've been booted up into the third or fourth category of life. Our listeners have expanded us up. So what started out as a hobby is now you've got to work a part-time job to support just to keep it on the air because they've, um, increase the rates by another seventy-five or hundred dollars a month. So wow. we're well in excess of two hundred. We are in the pro radio station category. So well, because it is. It is well, there we got you. There Chris, you are. I'm yeah, not sure got, what the we, problem uh, was. We it was definitely a know. Issue, So we're glad you're back on there, Chris. So yeah, no, no, but it is a pro radio station. We do the best. We do the best we can. Right, well, but now we're. So I always used to make fun of these NPR stations, Bernie and Chris, for doing these fundraisers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what can I tell you? Well, you know, you. I'm sure you got some people. If you if you let the word out, uh, you would you would probably get a little bit of help with that. Yeah, you know? have a little fun drive some weekend or yeah. all week yeah. or something. You know. Yeah, we'll play those or have an au- have an auction. You know, have like an you auction did for we- Indiana. We raised $4,000 for the alumni through auctions of stuff that our legend listeners and people did. They'll, you know, that that was a good thing. So, but I'm Jeff, always ready to buy another Mr. Stream. Bring, let's bring yeah. it home to the legend. Come on. Yeah, let's bring and, it and, to and, the and, legend. Yeah. And by the way, quickly talking about this dead people thing you were talking about, Bernie, we, we featured a, a station out of England. It was called Dead People Radio a few years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and, and I, everyone that was uh, on the radio station that they were playing was either dead or or was or the song was the song was written by someone who was dead. I thought that was pretty, pretty eerie, <laughs> but I featured it as a feature. This station of that at that time because uh, it was different. It's but, a novelty, uh, though. You know. Right. I mean, uh, it's not something that I would listen to all the time. So, What was that weird Dr. Demento song, I Sing Better Than Elvis and All These People Because They're Dead? You know, I forget who it was, but there's some <laughs> Dr. Demento used to play. Yeah, that's about right. And now, since this new thing of Jaws, I keep hearing Cart 4 and something String 84 keeps coming up in my ear. I'm going to drive myself crazy. 
What you could do, Bill, is if you if you have the previous version of Jaws on your computer, you might want to go back to that occasionally. But I always keep at least two versions of Jaws on the machine, so. And then help. then you have to readjust the scripts, and oh well, that's that's my little small technical gripe. But we are ready for Jeff's news and. He's got something award-winning, award award yeah, not just That's news, right. yeah. award-winning no. fundraisers would drool over it. It's going to be one of the big selling points is Jeff's news. Jeff's yeah. Yeah. news. Yes, it is. And now you're going to hear it, I think. <laughs> I've lost my confidence after last weekend. Hey, I would even contribute to the legend. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. So would I. <laughs> Me, too. Yeah, me too. I'll always, I'm always ready to buy a stream, as Bill knows. So yeah, oh, get one I, of them. I may have I'll to pull one of those out. Streams? How many streams you got, Chris? Oh God, well, some of them are not in good shape. And you know, we're trying to. I'm trying to get Kathy to throw the ones out. You know, the dead soldiers, and sometimes it's difficult. But you know, the best thing got those magnets from Harbolt Company, and they're they're really good because that's the weak part of the stream is those prongs. And if you can keep that plug always in there, uh, it's really good. Yeah. That's true. All right, well, let's get to some happy news, Jeff. I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. Radio One, through its Reach Media arm, announces a new syndicated morning show. News Radio WTOP offers buyouts for some of its employees. And in New York City, radio history is made. Finally, we'll let you know what's happening on the streets. It was a very busy week this week in the world of broadcasting. Urban One, Hubbard Broadcasting, and Odyssey make news. In the case of Urban One, Urban One syndicated arm Radio One Reach Media will be syndicating a new show hosted by Amanda Seals. Amanda Seals is an activist and an actress who formerly hosted a show on MTV2. The new show begins on November 7th and will air on radio station WRNB-FM in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. In other news, Hubbard Broadcasting is making some cutbacks at radio station WTOP-AM. These are voluntary cutbacks for individuals who are 55 years or older and are non-managerial staff and these cutbacks are being made in the WTLP newsroom. Joe Oxley, general manager of WTLP AM, says that this was done because of the economic conditions that the country is under at this time. We'll let you know more about this in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. In Tampa, Florida, say so long to the jazz programming that was heard all night on radio station WUSF-FM. The station is a public radio station, and the jazz programming will be replaced by news talk programming. If you want to hear jazz, they have a jazz arts section on their website where live jazz programming will be broadcast. Also in Tampa, of Florida, Mason Dixon is returning to radio station WRBQFM, which is owned and operated by Beasley Media. We told you that Beasley Media radio stations had been undergoing layoffs this past week. However, Mason Dixon is a fixture in the Tampa, Florida market. He spent more than 30 years on various radio stations in this radio market. Mason Dixon will be producing a syndicated show for weekends based at WRBQFM. Who says you can't come home? Well, that's not really true because Derek Cole is coming back home to Allentown, Pennsylvania as program director at radio station WAEB-FM. WAEB-FM is owned and operated by iHeartMedia, and Derek Cole had been programming iHeartMedia's national CHR format. Congratulations go out to Mike Miller, who's the vice president of programming for Central Pennsylvania. The markets affected here are Harrisburg, Pennsylvania and Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Mike Miller was an account executive working at radio station WZFT-FM in Baltimore, Maryland. In Tampa, Florida, WDAE-FM sets a new on-air line with the exit of Ian Beckles. Current noon to three midday host Pat Donovan and Aaron Jacobson will move to mornings. The syndicated Dan Patrick show will continue airing from 9 a.m. till 12 p.m. And from noon to three, the Jay Reaches show will air. In other news, the CBC music channels are gone from Sirius XM Satellite Radio. 
They will be replaced with other Canadian music channels. Now let's move to San Diego, California, where Ian Canfield will be the new morning host at radio station KBZT-FM, replacing the syndicated David Mahoney show from KXTE-FM in Las Vegas, Nevada. Ian Canfield can also be heard on radio station WDZH-FM in Detroit, Michigan, and KVIL-FM in Dallas, Texas, all of these radio stations are owned and operated by Odyssey, programming an alternative rock format. According to those media monitors, here are the top commercials you heard on the radio this past week. Number one was Progressive Insurance, followed by Indeed, ZipRecruiter, Swiffer, and the Center for Disease Control. With Halloween coming up, you might tune your radio dial to radio station WGN AM 720 or WGN Online. The station will be broadcasting six hours of old-time radio from 7 p.m. to 1 a.m., hosted by Carl Amari. Finally... History was made in New York City as radio station WINS-AM now has an FM outlet. Odyssey has decided to dump the alternative rock format that was heard on radio station WNYL-FM and its various incarnations for 34 years. AM has been losing listeners over the years, and so Odyssey felt that this was the best thing that they could do for this radio station. WINS is the number one all-news radio station in New York City, and they started the all-news radio format on April 19, 1965. Here's just a part of how WINS-AM sounded when they made Made the big switch. Heading up the canyon of heroes. New York City. Hear the roar of this crowd. A city like no other. Happy 125th birthday, Statue of Liberty. A city with swagger. It's a great day to be an American. It's a great day to be a New Yorker. At the core of the Big Apple is heart, and we all feel it here tonight. We've cheered together. Yankees win. No! Shed our share of tears. Massive efforts were undertaken to try to bring John Lennon back to life. The debris from the TWA flight. A sneaker floating upside down, a seat cushion. We've been through a lot together. The city of New York is still without power. The first can of gas has gone off, the second one, the third. Police have captured a man whom they believe to be the son of Sam. The massive superstorm is not far away. Our resilience is unbreakable. I can hear you. Today, history is being made once again as 1010 Wins can now be heard at 92.3 FM. Juliet Papa, 1010 Wins, reporting live from the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. One shot, 1010 Wins, here in Lower Manhattan. Carol DeYori, 1010 Wins on 135th Street in Harlem. Samantha Liebman, 1010 Wins in Prospect Heights. Roger Stern, 1010 Wins in the Bronx. Eileen LaPalmer, 1010 Wins News. New York and the Tri-State have a new home for all news, all the time. 1010 Wins at 92.3 FM. It's about time. W-I-N-S, W-I-N-S FM and HD1 New York. Hi, I'm Ed Sheeran and 1010 Wins can now be heard on 92.3 FM. Always live on the free Odyssey app. All news, all the time. This is 1010 Wins, New York.
If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And hit option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. It's time once again for listener calls and feedback. To get in touch with the podcast team, call 800-693-0595 and hit option two for the podcast team. Hey guys, John Wesley Smith from Hallsville, Missouri. Thanks for playing my call in the feedback section. Uh, I don't have as much to share this week. I enjoyed the uh, Art LeBeau air check. Very good indeed. Very interesting hearing more about him. And WFKL, wow, what a, that's just kind of weird. Sort of a, another Jack FM type station. And uh, I just think it's weird to be branded with the name Fickle. I don't know. That's just kind of weird to me. Listener comments are always welcome. So give us a call on that feedback line, 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And hit option two for the podcast team. Well, Jeff, I bet you were in New York proud. Good job. And I bet you were today. Well, I say it was pretty interesting. I, I, I knew it would have to happen, and they were talking about this for a long time, and it never had been done. Well, they did the same thing with WFAN on 660. They were on 101.9 in New York City on the FM band. So the only other station that's all news that's owned and operated by Odyssey is WWJAM in Detroit, Michigan, and they do not have an, out, an outlet for all news on, on FM. You've got one in, in, in Philadelphia with KYW. You have one in San Francisco with KCBS. You have one in Los Angeles now with KNX. You have one in Chicago with WBBM, and you have one in New York with WINS now. So uh, that's, uh, again, oh, of course, WCBS AM also doesn't have an FM affiliate, but they're also a stronger station. Even though WINS is 50,000 watts, they have to protect Canada. So a lot of their signal goes up towards the north and doesn't get out quite as well as WCBS AM. So uh, that's another reason why they made the change. Are they still calling it 1010 wins? Yes, they are. They're calling it 1010 wins and FM and a 92.3 FM. Because I can remember those jingles, 10-10 wins New York. I mean, back in the Murray the K days, you know. So that's yeah. just been synonymous with radio there since the 50s, at least. At, at least. Um, and, of course, they, they used the 10-10 moniker even before Westinghouse took them over when they were owned up by Gotham City Broadcasting. That's, you know, it's a long time ago. But uh, it's, a, it's a station with a really rich heritage, as you know, Chris. Uh, you know, you had Ed Heider who worked there, but later, we, yep. well, after he left uh, MEX was as... Uh, as as Fenway, of course, as Fenway, of course, and you you had people like Mad Daddy, Pete Myers, who came out of Cleveland, Ohio, and you mm-hmm. had you know Jack Lacey, who was there for years. He was there since 1936, and Alan Freed worked at Winds, and Johnny Holiday, who you might remember at WINS, he worked at KYA in San Francisco, and he worked out in Cleveland, Ohio, and he yeah. he was a sports guy from uh, University of Maryland, is it? I think. So, yeah, that's what he does. He's still doing them. He's and doing so. Maryland. You know, you get to, you get to listen to some of this stuff, and I, I'm of course I'm a, I can't sleep at night, Chris, and I'm the kind of guy I I have to have something on with me at night all night long. So uh-huh. that's that's why I I, listen, I tend to listen to WINS. So, well, I always enjoyed them. I thought of the of the New York rock stations. I didn't didn't get to hear uh, WMGM as much. Uh, you know, they, I wasn't paying as much attention when they uh, were doing rock. But INS was right with everybody else. You know, we've we've talked about. ABC being behind and MCA, but INS uh, rate the record every night. You know, Murray the K would do that, and they were always tr- playing the new stuff. They did a good job with that, and 
Before that, they had the Yankees. I've, I've heard uh, Yankee broadcasts that were on there, and I don't know what their history was. And the, I don't know what all those independent stations did in New York when, when you know, you had the big networks. I don't know what they all were doing. Of course, NEW had their their niche with the uh, music, and WMGM or WHN had the sports. But some of the other stations, I don't really know what they did. But, uh, you know, they, they kept themselves on the air, that's for sure. This is true. We have, I, I always forget the phone numbers, Bill, so you'll have to help me out there. 414. Dick and Dick and, and, and I know Oak it's Creek. Dick, I, uh, go ahead, can you unmute yourself, please? He's coming on in just a second here. And by the way, while we're waiting, I heard that the, what is it, WCBS and Windsor combining their newsrooms. That's correct. Since and, and some of the news stuff, some of the anchors, not the anchors, but the, some of the field reporters, you might hear some field reporters that were on WCBS doing reports for WINS. I think it, it, I think it really helps WINS. And for some reason, I know there's a problem with Zoom because people seem to be having trouble unmuting themselves. So um, I'm going to ask you to try to unmute. I'm here. There you go. There he is. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm here. I'm. Hey, listen. I'm looking forward to hearing about Larry Munson. He was a great. Yeah. Answer. Yeah, he used to do basketball and football uh, in for Commodores uh, in in the fifties into the early sixties so, until he went to Atlanta. And you know what mm-hmm. he did? He did these little, little. Did you ever hear any of his little vignettes about life in general? Um, he no, did that, he never did. and he did movie reviews. He was a, he he uh, he was just an all around. He could do everything. I think more than they, more than I, more than you realize. He was what? great. He was one of the better football announcers running on touch. He, we, we lost him a number of years ago. Yeah, you know, the thing that was unique about him, uh, that, you know, he just was out and out, you know, he'd say, okay, we got the ball at the 25-yard line, first and 10, he meant Georgia, you know? I mean, that's just what he did it. Call him the dogs. The and dogs. The Commodores, too, you always call them the Commodores when they were doing basketball, because they didn't have football. And, uh, of course, you can only hear them on WSM on uh, Tuesday night, because they play their Grand Ole Opry on The Opry, yeah. So they did the... They did the basketball on another station. Mm-hmm. He, well, was, he was good. There's somewhere in the radio archives somewhere, and I, I've heard it, I've seen it on YouTube, and I never, I haven't been able to download it yet, but there's an air check of him working on WSM as a radio announcer with another host, I think a guy playing the piano, if I'm not mistaken, oh. um, which I never heard before. I didn't know he did that kind of, but he was very versatile. And, so, Dick, you remember he did the Falcons for a few years? Yes, he did. Uh, I did not know that. Yeah. I did not know that. Yep, he was he was good though. I, I'm. <laughs> it's a shame there aren't as many good ones around uh, now. Oh, I, you know, I think the quality is still good. I really do. I think most of them, most of the guys, when you we get to hear them all now, and I have my complaints about certain ones or, or from time to time, but generally, I think that people do a pretty good job. I, I you know, I, I enjoy the pretty much the announcers. So you know, you get. A, I have to agree. You know, Wayne Larravee and and Jeff Joniak and all those guys. They they all do a good job. You know. Well, we disagree on Jeff Joniak. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. But well, he may not be doing it next year because, of course, they're going to lose the game. So we'll see how, well, how that turns read, out. When I read that he wasn't, like, they, they will be keeping the same amount. Of, I hope he doesn't. <laughs> but you know, your Joniak's pretty good. He's doing. Uh, he did baseball a few times. You know, oh. Pat Hughes is going over to TV. Uh, well, he does a lot of games on TV. Yeah. And when he does that, there were um, Zach Saban was doing it. But once I heard once. I heard Joniak do it. Actually, I thought he was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But, no, I guess my problem with Joniak, a lot of times he does not tell you where the ball is, and he makes a lot of mistakes. 
I don't know. See, I, I think he does okay. But everybody, we'd have to sit down. We'd have to sit down and have a couple of beers, Dick, and listen to him together. And say, and you'd say, I'd say, see, he'd say where the ball was. And then you'd say, see, he didn't. You know, we'd go back and forth. No, 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 Chris. Uh, forget the listening to Joni act. Just have the beers and have fun. Well, we can do that, too. There you go. Know, All right. I agree. Yeah. Sure, why not? All hey, right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank okay, you, Dick. Easy, Dick. Good talking to you. Okay. Well. Wow. Maybe it's time to uh, give Jennifer her due, the due, I should say, because I think that the people <laughs> want to hear her. They don't want to hear us. They want to hear her do the call letter and format changes. Yeah, she was going to do those call letter and format changes for you. She got her microphone fixed the other day. I don't know if it's in time for the call letter and format, but she sounded real good on the coffee club yesterday. Good. It was working yeah, pretty good. Yeah, she certainly good. did. So here we go. Well, you'll definitely hear it next week on Jennifer's call letter and format changes. Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sparks, and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of October 27th. KXRL FM 90.1 Cherry Valley, Arkansas changes calls to KCVC. FM WKEY FM 93.7 Key West, Florida changes format from not available to soft AC. KKWK FM 100.1 Cameron, Missouri changes slogan from classic rock 100.1 to quick. 100.1 WLWB FM 103.9 Lawrenceburg, Tennessee changes calls to WLFM FM KFHM FM 88.7 Big Bear City, California changes format from silent to religious teaching WMJV FM 99.5 Grifton, North Carolina changes format from CHR to Hot AC and changes slogan from Hot 99.5 to 99.5 99.7 The Wave KWLT FM 102.7 North Cross Arkansas changes slogan from The Rock 102.7 to 102.7 The Light WIRO OFM 98.3 Garrison, Kentucky changes calls to WKSG FM KCIN FM 94.9 Cedar City, Utah changes slogan from 107.3 94.9 New Country to Cat Country 107.3 94.9 KIYK FM 107.3 St. George, Utah changes slogan from 107.3 94.9 New Country to Cat Country 107.3 94.9 WABO FM 105.5 Waynesboro, Mississippi changes slogan from Weibo Radio to Classic Hits 105 KSRR AM 1400 Provo, Utah changes calls to KIXRAM WBOQ FM 
104.9 Gloucester, Massachusetts changes calls to WNKC FM KJGC FM 88.9 Garden City, Kansas signs on with a contemporary Christian format. WUBG AM 1570 Methuen, Massachusetts changes format from contemporary Christian to CHR and changes slogan from K-Love to Latin X 103.7 K-A-V-A AM 1480 Pueblo, Colorado changes slogan from K-Bueno 97.7 FM 1280 AM to My Kicks 107.5 and those are your call letter and format changes for this week for all things radio I'm Jennifer Sparks wishing all of you a good week thank you very much Jennifer and actually, she needs the award because uh, she does a great job with those caller and format changes. So I think she should get the award that I normally get as well. <laughs> All right. I'll take it under advisement. She'll get it. <laughs> That's, <laughs> I like the way you said that, Bill. <laughs> yeah. Gave her, gave her a couple of the tough Massachusetts towns to pronounce, too. It's Gloucester and Methuen. But they, what are you going to do? You know, it, it said, hey, it looks like Gloucester. That's what it looks like. So I don't blame her. And Worcester's but another one that people mispronounce Worcester, as well, Chris. Yeah, they, they do. They call it War- Worcester or something like that, but it's Worcester. Worcester, yeah. And they, they can say Worcestershire sauce, and it's spelled the same way. People can say that, but they don't get it when they see the town. That's but, funny. i got to tell you a funny story about Worcester. When uh, my friend Rich and I were in college together, he, he, he took me on a tour of Worcester. And the original WAAF, as you know, they were, their studios were in Worcester. And they mm-hmm. were in the Cocoin, not, not cocaine, but Cocoin Realty Building, well, we used to call it the Cocaine Realty Building. Right. How many stories did it have? How high could you get in there, by the way? <laughs> I would like to know myself, but uh, I used okay. to like that radio station. You could get them in Albany when the FM band opened up, and unfortunately with all the translators and stuff there, not, it's not easy to do that anymore. But it was a station. Well, now, of course, they're, they're um, K-Love. So That's true. Really they, they are K-Love. And, uh, but I used to listen to this guy named E.J. Crummy in the morning uh, at WAF, <laughs> and he used to play the guitar and, and and play rock and roll music. It was kind of an interesting radio station back then. They were the big Dr. Demento station in town. That's where they were for years, where he was on Sunday nights. Ah, very good. Well, I'm going to turn it over to you, Bill, because I think people want to hear about the Larry Munson. Larry Munson, everybody. We try to pick one out each and every week, these segments we're going through now. Speaking of which, I just copied in yesterday. We're going to get the other one. But we've got the first 470. We've already cataloged episodes of All Things Radio. And now we're going to finish the rest of them and bring it up through the current version. Then we're going to make a collection of all of those, so that if anybody doesn't have a, shall we say, has time on their hands and they want to listen to it, they'll have the collection, the complete collection of the All Things Radio, of all the segments. All right, here comes Larry Munson. So if you've got a favorite sportscaster or someone you want to pick out a radio personality you know let me know i try not to get into jeff's music because i don't want to get into his territory but 
this he's not doing. So here we go. So, Bernie, take a break for about five to ten minutes, and that'll be a part of it you'll never get back. But just, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) But it's what it is. The unforgettable expressions, the warsome demeanor, the us-against-the-world mindset. Toss in a sprinkle of Homer mentality, and you have the recipe for a perfect dish of Larry Munson. Snap to Zyre. Zyre fires. Complete the behind him. He got away. Touchdown. Shaw's play action. We chase him behind the line. He dumps a pass, and it's intercepted on the 29 up to the 35 by Randall Godfrey. Few announcers have ever become more integrated into a team's psyche as have Munson and the Bulldogs. He has been the perfect man for the perfect job at the perfect time. One man missed him. Another missed him. 45-50. 45-40. First has got a man trying to get him to the side. 30, 25, 20, 15, 10. Touchdown. He came along at a good time, and then he had the good fortune to be associated with some great come-from-behind victories. That's what makes all this so wonderful. And there's a man wide open in the corner. Touchdown! Now a legend in his own right, it's hard to believe Munson came to Georgia back in 1966 with the challenge of replacing another legend, longtime Bulldog announcer Ed Thelenius. His first decade as the Bulldog announcer, Munson had to commute between Athens and Nashville. Larry had been the voice of the Vanderbilt Commodores for 20 years and still did a fishing show in Nashville. It was an arrangement that Coach Vince Dooley knew would never work. And uh, Larry came and uh, he was good, uh, but yet he wasn't totally Georgia yet. In fact, he wasn't totally Georgia until we finally got him out of Nashville. I said, if he's going to really be Georgia, he needs to live in Georgia. Uh, he lived in Nashville for many, many years, did a lot of sports stories up there, did a lot of uh, work with, uh, with Vanderbilt. But he moved to Atlanta, and once he moved to Atlanta and got into the complete Georgia spirit, then it happened. With television exposure limited at the time, it was Munson's calls through which the Bulldog faithful lived and died. The historical perspective that would later create his legendary trademark calls was just beginning to unfold. This is Vince Dooley. You're about to hear the highlights of Georgia's tremendous second-half comeback that beat Auburn 21-13 for the 1966 Southeastern Conference Championship. We were undefeated in Southeastern Conference play and a solid favorite but rain had left the Auburn field drenched, and it was a mud hole after the first quarter of play. Here's Larry Munson describing our first touchdown drive. Right, clock to the right. The 
team I had was an exceptional team, the 66 team, but then so was 67 and 68. I mean, I just fell right into success, and that really helps you a lot, and it helps you with the listeners, and especially if you're new and they're used to somebody else. The 1966 champions were the declaration of a new era in Georgia football, and Munson's voice would become ingrained with every big moment that era would behold. Not a long time left in the half. The stadium's rocking pretty good. Zaire looking and going in the corner, and it is touchdown. He had his foot in. Bohannon, I think, dragged his foot. The Georgia John was strictly an accident, slightly political because of a friendship involved. Uh, the Braves were moving and coming to Atlanta and had opened their first spring training camp as Atlanta Braves in uh, February, late February of 66. Uh, and I was traveling with Vanderbilt basketball and on the road. And they tapped me to, they made me fly in out of Atlanta a couple times. I remember walking around that empty stadium, that Major League Stadium, and it was so new and the grass was so green. It was, it was quite a thrill. I can remember standing on the mound in Fulton County Stadium when it was totally empty. And uh, nobody looking, I didn't think, found out later they were. I did a stretch like I was going to pitch off the mound, you understand. I was pretty excited about the baseball thing. So the Braves tell me to come through Atlanta and pick up a car. But they've got a car and i got my name painted on the door. Bring all your clothes. You're going to be in a motel for 32 days. And you're not leaving that motel for 32 days. So, man, I brought everything I owned. I stuffed it in, in a car. I bummed a ride with my father-in-law to Atlanta. I went in and picked up this car. But I bought an Atlanta Journal-Constitution. As I started through the door of the car dealership, I didn't look at it. Didn't look at the front page, nothing. Just threw it in the back seat. So now we reload this car that's got my name on it, and I drive out with a map, I might add, and head for Palm Beach. And in the back seat, I had a journal constitution. Well, there was a front-page story on that thing about Ed Thelenius giving up Georgia football because he was going to do CBS Pro Football or the Falcons or whatever, and he didn't think he could do them both. He did not want to do them both. Well, I didn't know that story was on that paper. I drove all the way down there and got into my room at midnight, and threw the paper again on the bed, took a shower, hung up my clothes, golf clubs, fishing tackle, because I knew I was going to live in that room for 32 days. Then after the shower, I walked over the bed and picked up the paper and turned on the light and laid down to read it. And a little box on the front page that Georgia was going to have to look for an announcer. It just jumped right out at me. Well, I knew Joel Eves, director of athletics, very well. I had interviewed him often during Vanderbilt broadcast. I called him the next morning. Before I did my first major league interview or inning or anything, I had the job on the telephone. 
telephone with Joel the next morning from my room in the Holiday Inn. Then I went to my first Major League ballpark. Zyre back, looks, there he is down the middle, touchdown, Hassan Graham. Yes, I think radio is very frankly much more powerful uh, than television. Uh, don't get me wrong, I would rather punch on my set and sit and watch uh, Georgia uh, play Auburn in football, and I might even get mad at the announcers because maybe they sent somebody to that game who didn't know anything about either school, and, and I recognize maybe they were ex-athletes, they couldn't do play-by-play, -play, and so I might just sit and look at it. But I would rather watch a play-by-play -play on television with one exception. The radio tells you what's going on. See, the radio guy, you can have the TV play-by-play -play man on, but if you got a radio next to you, the radio guy's way ahead of him. In television, you can lay back and get lazy, and if you don't know who number 51 is going through right guard or something, and you don't know they change that receiver, and when the wide receiver's number seven, and where did the other guys go? Radio, no. And radio's sitting right on top of the ball and taking the guy step by step. Television, you can make a mistake. You can get almost a half a play behind or the whole play. By this time, they've given you a note and said, hey, that was Smith who just got 27 yards on a tramp up the middle. See, well, you didn't know who you were because you were some TV guy and hadn't had enough experience. But it doesn't matter on television. People are looking, and they just soon you didn't talk that much. Radio, you got to sit right with the ball, and you got to work. And you got to remember not everybody's looking at the tube, and you got to paint. It. You really do have to paint it. I remember in the old days we used to do a lot of stuff saying it sounds corny now, but the great red wall stood up and stopped them on third down and now they're going to have to do this or that. Well, the great red wall didn't necessarily mean anything, but in the guy driving on a highway in his mind, see, that was the defensive line just stood up and had just stopped somebody at the goal line. We used to use, I think, a lot of more colorful cliches than what we do now. I feel now people are punching and changing and there's so many games on to the same time. I think they're changing a lot. Are we pitching the Herschel going to get him out? 10, 8, 7, 5, Herschel, Herschel Walker. But Herschel, you see, you never knew he'd line up, and there he was, and you wondered if he was going 72 yards at the next moment, and occasionally he gave you that. And I'll never forget once, uh, I think Vanderbilt came in and set up a certain type of defense, and I think they let Buck throw four or five straight passes. And he threw them down the middle. We caught every one of them. We came flying down the field, scoring on Vanderbilt, throwing the ball to loosen up that defense. Vanderbilt also may have been the team, the first team who did it all game long, having their safety men and their cornerbacks throw rolling blocks into his legs to get him off his feet. Vanderbilt did it quite a bit, and I'm in the 80 season now, and I tell this to you, and later on, Penn State stopped him in the Sugar Bowl on two or three crucial plays when he was just about gone by having a member of their secondary throw a block on his leg. But the 80 season really kind of primarily belonged to him. As great a passing weapon as we had with Buck and great receivers that we had, it was the excitement of thinking that Herschel might be gone at any moment. 21 to 24, the leading 242, 241. And the dogs come up to the line, power eye, Buck looking, 8-3 set up, and Buck goes to Herschel, touchdown! In every legendary career, there are moments that define one's greatness. For Larry Munson, his unyielding allegiance through difficult times made his passion during the good years more profound. His announcing treasures of the early 80s were made possible by the drama created in the 70s. It was then that Munson's aura began to take hold. 1973, Munson had been the voice of the dogs for eight years, yet he still hadn't broken through to the hardcore Georgia fans. That was about to change. A big upset over Tennessee in Knoxville provided the backdrop. Georgia is eight and a half yards away. 
Minute 17, minute 16, minute 15, second down on the eight and a half. Andy going to take it, give it to Harrison. Take it, Andy Johnson! Touchdown, Andy Johnson! Touchdown, Andy Johnson! What a fake! They hit Harrison dead on the nine, and Andy bootlegged to the left and scored. My God, Georgia beat Tennessee in Knoxville. Georgia's defeated Tennessee 35 to 31 in Neyland Stadium. And I hollered without thinking at the end of the game, my God, I said, Georgia has just beaten Tennessee in Knoxville. You know, and I blurted that out. And then, of course, I got my car and drove home to Nashville. Well, that started pushing things over the edge a little bit. There was no planning. I just said it. Do you think this is in Vegas? The ball is just inside the 17. Is he going to be two inches shy? Now unabashedly a bulldog, Munson would give us legendary call number two two years later in Jacksonville when some late Georgia magic handed Florida its only SEC loss of the year. Georgia assistant coaches Bill Pace and Irk Russell met with Larry a few hours before kickoff and laid out the game plan. On this particular day when I got into the almost empty coffee shop, Pace and Irk were in a booth, and the smoke was just pouring up out of the booth, one cigar and one cigarette. And they were really at it and drinking coffee and blowing smoke, and here I come, dog-tired. And in the middle of our long discussion about what Florida was going to do to us, how they would probably attack us, and suddenly Pace said, uh, we're going to do something today. You can count on this happening. And then... Irk or Pace said, uh, we don't think Florida knows that Appleby used to be a quarterback in high school. And this is what we're going to do. And they took that paper napkin and diagram that end-around pass that later on so successfully won the game when he threw it to Washington. I remember when it suddenly showed up and they said, we're going to do it. And they did it. And they did it right about where they said they would, too, way down on one end of the field, like the 25-yard line. Here it came. And... Uh, I've never forgotten that because it's the only time anybody ever diagrammed a brand new play to me and said, we're going to use it, look for it. They never, ever did that again, but they did at that time. 4-3 defense. Matt Robinson fakes. End around to Appleby. Appleby's going to throw a bomb. He's got a man open down on the far side. Complete. A long touchdown. A touchdown. There you go. And do you guys know who was doing the background of the announcer on the background? Chris might know, but it has a strong Indiana connection. I don't. No, I didn't know the voice. Guy's name is Jim that? Coyle. He does a podcast every day, a sports show. And I swear it's better than most of the sports shows here on local radio. I mean, it really is. He has sponsors and everything and guests. And I mean, it's really good. It ought to be on, you know, it's too bad. But he's out of Bloomington, Indiana. Name is Jim. Oh, maybe somebody can come in. Maybe Karen can come in and answer a question because I, it sounded like, you know, all this talk about he's going to West Palm Beach and getting ready to do this and that with the Braves. He didn't do any Braves games to my knowledge. Now, he might have done some on TV. I don't know. But he wasn't on the radio. It was, uh, you know, right away it was Milo Hamilton and Ernie Johnson. So I don't know what that was all about, how the Braves got involved with that, that he was going to be down there for five weeks and for what purpose, for covering it for whom at that point, I wonder, you know? And, and the other thing that was interesting is how his voice got raspy after a while. You know, obviously all the yelling got to him, I guess, after a Well, listen to Johnny Moe's voice. After, I've heard oh, a yeah. young Johnny Moe's, and when you hear it just before he passed away, it, it, his voice is, like, totally different, totally it different. It could have Absolutely. been a smoker, too. I don't know. 
Well, Johnny Most was. He couldn't quit. They they tried to. I remember, you know, I mean, they would talk to him about it, and he just would never. They did the great uh, American Smokeout or whatever they did on uh, BZ in 71 when they were going to stop the advertising. They had all, everybody quit smoking, and Johnny Most tried it, but he couldn't stick to it, and he kept smoking for another whatever number of years, 20 years, and he died young. He was only 68 at 93. But I looked up on Miss A while we were, uh, unless she has the wrong guy, that Larry Munson died in 2011 at 90 years old. I think that's what she said. So, uh, you know. Been around a while. It's like the, when we did the promos for, we were coming on before we got on. I run those. There was a thing about Tanya Tucker coming up on the 11th of November on Steve's show on Friday. Yeah. And hear her voice and hear her talking. Smoke, smoke, smoke. You could tell. Probably. Well, Tanya Tucker is. Uh, there's a movie that they're that they're promoting on one of the stations about the life of Tanya, or something with Don, Tanya Tucker and someone else. I don't remember her name, and her voice still sounds about the same though, maybe a little raspier, but really pretty much the same. And I remember hearing her back in '73, and the Georgia sun was was blood red and going down, and one of those songs. Yeah. I, mean, I remember well, that pretty well. Listen to her talk; it's special. But well, anyway. okay. she always even when she did like Delta Dawn. How old was she, Bill, when she did Delta Dawn? About fourteen or fifteen. Yeah. She had a low voice then. It was amazing. Yeah. Well, you never know. She and Brenda Lee were such mature singers for that age. You know, you. You, they just uh, and they kept that voice for a long year, you know, many years. It really didn't change because when they uh, Brenda was like, you know, you could hear her in the, doing Jambalaya. She's little, but when she started to do like Sweet Nothings, she was like sixteen, and she sounded pretty much the same the rest of her career. And uh, Tanya was really something too with that. That's true. That's true. Well, Jeff, it's about time. Let's see. I here. think it is. So right, well, I'll, I'll, right? I'll just introduce, uh, let you introduce it by uh, just playing the feature, and I think then Bernie will understand what I, what I mean. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, are you ready? Are All right. You? I, I, I was I've muting been... for a long time and could not unmute myself. So I was. Oh, what else is new around here? I, right? Again, yeah, I, think I, there's a, I, I think there's. I think there's a Zoom issue. I really don't know what it is, Bernie. We we don't know, but yeah. we like to make it difficult. I think we don't have that <laughs> well, much smarts. We don't have that <laughs> much smarts, so it's not us. But we do have enough. I think I've played this one before. But we're going to go all the way back to 1974, a year before Bernie graduated, and we're going to hear the great 950 WXLW. <laughs> you knew what that was going to be. And Jeff didn't understand this. He said they did sound good, but as good as they were, they only had a daytime signal. And they were yeah. at the bottom of the race. I mean, they weren't up there at all, I don't believe, you know, in the ratings. Of course, you know. I was told that they made it at the top 40 station. I was told that they made it to number four once. Once. They, yeah. they really didn't hit their stride till they got Joe Pickett when he came there to WXLW. Well, that and they, they did it by giving away money, too. That, uh, that, yeah, you know, that's true, you know. too. That you works buy your listeners, Bernie. That's what happens. Well, it works yeah. every time. It works every time. So, anyway, here we go with the thing that Jeff just kept trying to tell Bernie about in every way he could. 
yeah. Here's a gift. Let me unwrap it and show you what it is. So here we yeah, go. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. This week in my classic air check segment, we're traveling back to 1974. I'm going to listen to Super Shirk, Bill Shirk, on radio station WXLWAM. The station sounds really, really good. Now, the last time we heard WXLW, something big was happening to the radio station, and I believe that was for a frequency change. But this time, we're going to hear what they sound like without all the plugs for something big happening at the radio station. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy WXLW from 1974 on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. In mid-America... WXLW is the music machine. The music machine. WXLW. Just let me hear some of that rock and roll. Non-stop Super XL plays less commercials. Press Prado and Patricia from 58. The music machine. WXLW. 227 to Super Shrink at Super XL. Playing less commercials and more music. 50 minutes non-stop. Dylan, the year was 1969. The Mid-America Music Machine. WXLW, the capital city. It's 2.30 with Bill Shirk and less commercials. It's Super XL. There she was, just walking down the street singing. Super Shrink at Super XL and less commercials. 50 minutes of music non-stop. Me and Mrs. Jones, we got a thing going on. A few things coming off. <laughs> this is Billy Paul. minutes for the hour, 3 o'clock with Super Shrink at Super XL. 50 minutes of music non-stop. Super XL plays less commercials. This is Carly Simon, and you are so big.
XLW is the music machine. Ten minutes before the hour, three o'clock with Super Shrink and the last commercials at Super XL. Fifty minutes of non-stop music with war and the world is a ghetto. Machine, 2.54, six minutes before three o'clock with Super Shirk and less commercials in Super XM. Edward Fair. Did you know I'd go to sleep and leave the lights on? WXLW. Super Shirk and Super XL and less commercials, 50 minutes of music nonstop. 2.57, three minutes before 3 o'clock. It's Bette Midler. Do you want to dance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Commercials and more music. 50 minutes of music non-stop right here at Super XL. 3.02, two past three o'clock. The operators of Big Daddy's proudly presents the Silver Dollar Saloon at Sundance Pizza Palace, 34th and Arlington. Old movies, entertainment, and great pizza and drink, as well as complete food and beverage carryout service. It's yours at the Silver Dollar Saloon and Sundance Pizza Palace. The best saloon and pizza palace in town, man. WXLW, the music machine. Now there's a head shop on the west side of Indy, a head shop called The Rocker. Now, The Rocker has pipes, papers, posters, paraphernalia, and progressive music. The Rocker has waterbeds. The Rocker has everything a good head shop should. Simply put, The Rocker is your basic head shop for your not-so-basic head. <laughs> it's The Rocker, the West Side's only head shop. Three blocks east of uh, Marwood Plaza on Kentucky Avenue. The Rocker, yeah. Why tax aid? Tax aid believes in tax preparation with the personal touch. That's what the Better Business Bureau TV service program is all about. Friday weather. There are light snow flurries tonight. I know you're really happy to hear that. Partly cloudy tomorrow. Lows tonight in the 30s. Highs tomorrow 38. And currently in the capital city, it's 42 degrees at XL. Reminding you, make daily living mean daily giving. And make your gift count. When a marching mother calls, support the March of Dimes in the fight against birth defects. Who we got here on the radio anyway, huh? <laughs> 6, 6 past 3 o'clock with Super Shirk at XL. This is Elvis Presley. I see a change. WXLW, Indianapolis. CBS News, Douglas Edwards reporting on the CBS radio network. The four-party joint military commission, which is deciding to dry Shell's new low-lead super regular. Capital City weather, then the music machine remembers Tommy James and the Shondells from 1968. Colder with possible snow flurries tonight, low of 30, becoming partly cloudy tomorrow, high near 38. Currently in the capital city, it's 42 degrees at XL. Excelling for you, David Greer, Radio 9 News. WX.
Shirk Superstar. From the Mid-America Mother, WXLW is the music machine. WXLW is the music machine. Field Sluber Fly Type Action, 320, 20 past 3 o'clock. It's a Super Circuit, Super XL. Stick around. 40 minutes of non-stop music is going to be coming your way in a couple of minutes. Now there's a head shop of the of the of the utmost. It's on the west side of Indy, too. A head shop called the Rocker on the west side of Indy. The Rocker has pipes, papers, posters, paraphernalia, and progressive music. The Rocker has water beds. The Rocker has everything a good head shop should. Simply put, the Rocker is your basic head shop for your not-so-basic head. <laughs> Thanks to Rocker, the West Side's only head shop. The Rocker is located three blocks east of Marwood Plaza on Kentucky Avenue to Rocker Get it on with Jason Beckett appearing now at the Red Fox Lounge. Tuesday is Ladies' Night and Thursday is Strawberry Hill Night. That's the Red Fox Lounge, 2718 South Madison. The Red Fox Lounge, it's a happening. You can say it with flowers and you can say it beautifully with a floral tribute from Madison Avenue Florist with two locations to serve you. 2457 Madison Avenue and 700 US 31 North in Greenwood. Madison Avenue Florist has been making Indianapolis beautiful with flowers of all varieties since 1895. You'll find flowers of distinction for all occasions and too many gift items to mention. Madison Avenue Florist, 2457 Madison Avenue and 700 U.S. 31 North in Greenwood. Super Shark. The music machine. The music machine. The music machine. XLW is the music machine. Let's go surfing now. Everybody's learning how. Come on a safari with me. Round, round, get around. I get around. This is Randy Roder. Listen this Sunday at 2 p.m. for a one-half-hour Beach Boys special produced by Junior Achievement and Super XL. <laughs> the Art Theater 5760 West Washington has triple X flicks and held over for the fifth big week. It's deep throat. Bye, 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 bye. The show the whole town is whispering about. This may be your last chance to see the most hilarious triple X flick ever produced. See deep throat plus two more big hits for one low, low admission price. The Art Theater 5760 West Washington. If sexual practice offends you, please do not attend. No one under 18 admitted. WXLW is the music machine. Super Shrek and Elvis Presley. You think you love me, you love teddy bear. Oh, teddy bear. Oh, let me be. Oh, let it be your teddy bear. I just want to be your teddy bear. The music machine. WXLW. I'll be alone each and every night.
WXLW, the capital city. 3.30 with Super Shake and less commercials. It's Super XL. of Pips at 3.32 with Super Shake and Super XL. 40 minutes of music non-stop. Super XL plays less commercials. Dueling banjos from the movie Deliverance. Well, deliver me, mama. <laughs> <laughs> What's the problem here? Sounds like a heartbeat in the background. Do you hear a heartbeat? 337 with Super Trick at Super XL. Somebody is messing around with my radio transmitter. What happened that last time? I don't know. It was freaky. 337. 23 minutes before 4 o'clock with Super Shirk and less commercials in Super XL. 40 minutes non-stop. Right, Sonny and Cher. Machine, WXLW. 3.41, 19 minutes, 4.4 o'clock with Super Shirk at Super XL. And less commercials, 40 minutes of music, non-stop. Steal it in. Do it again. Super Shrek and Super XL. And last commercials, 40 minutes of music, non-stop. The music machine, WXLW. 3.47, 13 minutes for 4 o'clock with Super Shrek and Super XL and less commercials. 40 minutes of music, non-stop. This is Elton John. It'll be the Gator Shuffle. Nine minutes before four o'clock. This is Super Shrek and Super XL with less commercials and 40 minutes of non-stop music. Could it be I'm falling in love? The spinners. Machine, WXLW. 3.55, five minutes before four o'clock with Super Shrek and less commercials. 40 minutes of music, non-stop. Gio Gatto, 2001, Space Odyssey. Well, there you go. Super Shirk, Will Shirk is heard on radio station WXLW AM from 1974. What a cool sounding radio station. Love the mixture of oldies and top 40 radio and love those Pam's jingles. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, want to let me know about it by email or voicemail. For all things radio live, I'm Jeff Bennett. There we go. Wow. <laughs> that, you know, that, that was Okay, the... we got to talk. 
Go ahead, Drenny. Talk, talk. Say it all. So tell us. Tell us what you think. Okay, now here's the thing: the station had been, as I mentioned, they got up to number four in the ratings, but not during this time. This is when they were doing the downhill slide big time. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, the something big was was not a frequency change. It was they were giving away twenty thousand dollars to one person and. Nobody had done that before in Indianapolis. It was, it was pretty phenomenal at the time. And that's when they were really a, a, just a straight-ahead top 40. Uh, but this was just like, you could tell Bill Shirk was just going in and pulling songs. <laughs> <laughs> you had no idea. Now, I don't know if you, you know the record with the heartbeat on it, the Vanilla Fudge record? Yeah. yeah. You keep me hanging on? Yeah. You know what that was? No. The record was warped. Oh yes, and it, and, yeah. it did, and, it, and he didn't put a weight on the tone arm, <laughs> like we used to do when I was in college. No, but, <clears throat> but here's the thing: he he would just go into the record room, and they had quite a, an, an elaborate record room really back in those days. Because I used to hang out there all the time, and uh, he would just pull a stack of records and play them. And uh, <laughs> I don't think he ever quite figured out what caused that, but that's what it was. Well, tell me, you know, I, I read a little bit about Bill, Bill Shirk. First of all, he was an escape artist. I understand he did that. Yeah. Uh, and, but he was also a philanthropist. Can you, do you know anything about that? Because that's what that's what they also said about it, that, that he gave a lot of money to charity with the, as a radio owner. Is, is that true, Bernie? Because that's what, that's what I've read in Wikipedia. I'd, you know? I'd never heard that. I, I know he didn't give much money to me. Because uh, so, no, I, I worked for him in uh, Muncie, WERK. He, his his family owned it uh, at first, and uh, so I, I I'm sure that's true, uh, but I don't know that it's true. Okay, there, there's well, nothing there's nothing much more inaccurate than the labeling. That's from January '73. That music was all from the pop songs. I thought it was interesting though that he played three or four oldies in a row, and then that eh, couple more pops. Oh, we'll do a couple yeah, more oldies. But you know, I, I, like no, the, it, I still like the way he did the uh, the jingles. I still like. I still. I, yeah. I still oh yeah. He yeah. noticed his commercials. The, uh, yeah. So we had yeah, the, all that music, it, and it was the only reason I know is January is March of Dimes. So that's why because we never got any dates or anything for weather or cold. anything. And it was cold, but it was January '73. Yeah. Oh, all right, we have some hands raised, so let's get to those. Up to, and uh, Karen, can you unmute yourself? Star six, unmute yourself. I know there's been a trouble with. I'm muting in Zoom right for this. Week. I'm not sure why that's happening, but try unmuting yourself, and then we've got Al, and we've got. Go ahead, Karen. I think what's happening, Bill, just to let you know, is that the mute that it's stuck and it's taking its time. It's a Zoom issue, so I'm not sure what the problem is. Um, but I know it wasn't. I, you know, go ahead, Bernie. I just wanted to say one more quick thing while we're waiting. Uh, you noticed there were points in that show where Bill did not talk at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it was song, jingle, song, jingle. Well, he had a board op. He was a, like a 15-year-old kid who could run the tightest board ever. I mean, this guy was unbelievable. And uh, so Bill would uh, say, all right, uh, Tim, I need, for you to, <laughs> I need for you to run this. i got to go have a meeting real quick. And he would. And that's huh. exactly why you heard lots of music without Bill Shirk talking. Well, I still thought it was a, it was a different sounding station, and and there there aren't that really? many air checks of him on that I that I found. But there's a another guy who's now been putting up a whole bunch of air checks <laughs> of different stuff that 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 I've been able to purloin, shall we say? And uh, that was the other. Cool. And there is the 
There is the Bill Shirkier check with me on it, doing my Cheech impersonation. Yes, we, we, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, we, we had we that. The, yeah. Karen, go ahead, Karen. Yeah. Yes, I finally was able to unmute myself. Okay. Uh, you had some questions, Chris? I did. So, yeah, so it sounded like he was going, you know, he was all set for the Braves spring training in 66. He was going to be there for 33 days. And, but he had nothing to do with the, the broadcast, right? So why was he there? Why was he going to be there that long? Do you have any idea? I, I don't know. Uh, what I heard uh, about him being on the Braves Network, I think maybe he was on some the first season. Oh, but maybe. somehow he either said a cuss word or uh, maybe. <laughs> no, those old, those those guys back in those days, Karen, they would never do that, would they? <laughs> well, he probably upset some people. He said, "Oh my God, we beat Tennessee and Knoxville." You know, he probably said that. Well, that might have but them. no, they. Uh, I think he endeared himself to the Georgia fans when he. I didn't think it took that long no. for him to. Yeah. Take, well, he wouldn't leave Nashville. So, what would all what did he have going in Nashville at that point, other was, than Danville? I, I do know think something about this. He was with WSM in Nashville. First time I heard him was either nineteen sixty three or sixty four. Yeah, he, he did. Had, he, uh, he did a, a music show. He did an afternoon show there, uh, Karen. A the sports did, did, uh, digest show on the oh, radio. Okay. And, did, uh, and he worked for Channel Four in Nashville. Okay. Uh, he did fishing shows, and he was their sportscaster mm-hmm. uh, at the time. He also did Vanderbilt uh, football and basketball right. games. So uh, I think what kept him in Nashville was that he did uh, a lot of uh, outdoor shows. Mm-hmm. And that's When did he finally move him. full-time to Atlanta? Uh, I think it was maybe the mid-'80s. Oh, wow. It took that long. Wow. Wow. I think. Somebody may know more than I do about this. And he did the Falcons for a few years, didn't he? He did. He did in the early 90s. Uh Uh-huh. And do you remember him doing a music show on WSM with a piano player, Karen? Because I have an air check somewhere that I found. Because I I know I think he did that probably before I got to Nashville. Okay. Uh, Really, because I don't remember that. He yeah, and the other been in the fifties. Yeah, the the oh. other thing too, the the um, the the Falcons thing. Yeah, that was uh, right in there. Oh, what was the guy? What's the guy that does the uh, the college football still uh, nowadays? That was the Falcons announcer for a while too. Uh, he is. Uh, are you talking about West Durham? Uh, he did it too, but there was the guy before him. Oh that. man! Now I, I, I Sean knows Sean, but he's not here. Uh, Brad anyway, Nessler. Brad Nessler, absolutely yes. Brad yeah, Nessler. he was there in the late, mid to late eighties. Yep, that's right. And then I think Larry Munson took over, and then maybe uh, West Durham well, came in. Then Bill Rosinski took over. Oh, yeah. in the mid nineties. Yep. Mm-hmm. But no, uh, he was good announcer. I, I enjoyed that feature. I like. I always liked Larry Munson. I okay. know, but, but there he is in the middle of the feature beating your Tennessee Volunteers. So what can you oh, do? Okay. Shame oh. on him. All right. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Well, we're going to beat him this year. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank, thank you very much, Karen. Thank you, Karen. Al, uh, go ahead, Al. Am I on the air? Yes, yeah, you are. Go ahead. Hear me. Okay. Uh, great air check, uh, Jeff. Really enjoyed Bill Shirk. And, uh, I noticed uh, that the CBS News came on at 10 after the hour. Cause, uh, they said Actually, it's... Uh, it, it actually came on at nine after they called it 
uh, Radio 9 News. They recorded the top of the hour, and they played it. And they didn't play the whole newscast, as you know. But, yeah, they called it Radio 9 News because they were 9.50 on the dial. Yeah. Oh, now, they were a daytime. I was going to ask you about that, uh, uh, Bernie. So they were a daytimer. So that's all that Indianapolis had for CBS, or was there somebody that picked them up at night? At that time, yes. There were there wow. have been others before and since. But, yeah, at that time, uh, XL was, uh, <laughs> was a CBS affiliate. Oh, wow. and you know, and the CBS did not require you to broadcast the news on the hour. They were really more interested, even back then, in you broadcasting the spot. So, it, and WFBL would tape the CBS news and broadcast it at a different time. As long as now, those spots aired. Were they aired, actually all these stations? Were they actually all these stations full time? Who? Or, Where? Where? Uh, no. No, no, he, he was playing. That's why I said it was January 73, Al. That, the, you know, all that stuff, the last time, and, you know, all those superstition and all those. Those were the hits of the day, and it was, they were from 73. And But there was no, like, every other song in oldies. He'd play three no, oldies, then he no. played two new ones, then a couple more oldies, then uh, three more new ones. He just yeah. did there what he wanted. There was no format at all right. at that point. There was no yeah. format to the station. All right, thank you, Al. Bill, can you unmute yourself, please? Well, looks like we have another gap there for a minute. Bernie, did you oh, notice oh, those right. commercials? I like the X-rated movie commercial. <laughs> yeah. there, there, I think I heard Bill. Go ahead, Bill. Go ahead, Bill. By the way, that, that, uh, that X-rated yeah, movie theater, the X-rated movie theater commercial uh, ran in Muncie as well for a place called the Blackford County Drive-In. And when I finally got on WERK, I had the privilege of doing those every week. I got to record them. <laughs> and so just remember, Bernie, that. as long as they paid, they got the airtime. That's right. All right. All right, go ahead, Bill, uh, please. Yeah, yeah uh, WXLW, back in the 50s, that was a, a life, to, what they call music for your life station. They didn't play rock music. Oh, no. I mean, like, the, you know, all that kind of, you know, the Monte Vani stuff and stuff like that. And then also, did you notice during a sports thing, one in the announcer... Did you notice he mentioned Herschel Walker? Yeah. Yes, yeah, he did mention him because he was, a, he, was, he was a football player. Yeah, I know he was. That's why I say, did you catch that? I caught that in there when, during the during the play-by-play when he was doing it. And I just, it was just it was he, interesting. He wasn't writing checks to anybody at that time. Yeah, right. Well, let's hope not, Bernie, because if you're writing checks at that time, that would get the team on probation, and that you, you wouldn't want that. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, no. But uh, I, I just, I just heard that, and I thought, "What well, did you catch that?" And then I thought, and yeah, I, I thought it was uh, WXLW. I know in the fifties, because that was the seventy-four. I don't know when they switched over to the other, but in, in the fifties, that was strictly a lifetime music station. Well, it was MOR back then. They, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't call it music. All right, thank you, Bill. <laughs> All right, can... who's next here? I'm trying to think. Jerry, can you uh, unmute yourself, Jerry. please? We have time to talk in between these people getting on. I know. I keep Zoom. thinking yep. I should say something because i got plenty to say, but I don't. Yeah. Go ahead, Jerry. Okay, okay we made it. Uh, um, first, it told me you have been muted by the meeting host, but that's okay. Uh, oh, yeah, Larry Munson, that was excellent. Man. I enjoyed that. Uh, the Amelie... Uh, 
Do you have any Bill Campbell or anybody, uh, uh, Jeff, that you could put on? Bill Campbell or Andy Musser? Or I will I will, I will. definitely take a look, and, and that normally, normally falls in the Bill's domain, but I'll take a look, and if, if I know Bill will be looking as well. And either one of That'll us, a, if, we, if we find it, we'll pass it on to uh, we'll pass it on for all things radio. Okay? Okay, thank you All right, thank you, Jerry. Go ahead, Bernie. Did you want to say some more? Oh, God, I could talk about XLW all night, but... I don't know if you noticed, but they were really Shirk was really big on talking about how they're they're playing less commercial. Well, they didn't have any. They didn't have any. No, <laughs> nobody was buying time. They had a head shop and an X-rated yeah. theater, and, and and those two didn't fit the music at all. You know, but, a head shop and here's Elvis Presley. You know, but but you, but you got to give it to Bill Shirk for one thing. I don't I don't know what if he was a nice guy. I mean, you knew him, but he certainly knew how he to self promote. But he also, oh yeah, oh yeah. Remember that Mrs. Yeah. Jones song with Billy Paul? Well, they're shedding some clothes there, you know. You know, he, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he just did that stuff all the time. He would say anything, and he would yeah. promote that station right up to the end until they actually had to go religious. He, he apologized when they went religious. You know, we don't have a choice here. He, you know, that's what they did when they finally, that was the last thing they could do. And after that, they really never, ever bounced back, did they? When they went really. not at all. Except that when he sold that 96.3 station, uh, Bernie, he he took those millions of dollars and then took it right to the bank. Well, yeah, he put that in, in 91, wasn't it? 91 it came on. Um, ninety six three, yeah, yeah. and yeah. he cashed that one all the way to the bank, and he still runs a radio station. Well, I don't know if he runs it or not, but the one well, that, he owns it is the station in Hawaii. What about the station at ninety one nine in Lebanon? Oh, I, I don't think he. I think he got rid of that. I think somebody else owns that now. But, radio Mom or whatever they called it. Yeah. For those who are interested in if you. Yeah, in Boone County. If you look at his life, he was born in 1945. He's 77 years old. Uh, he's doing okay. But he he did, is he he did pretty well. So when was the last time you talked to him, Bernie? Has it been since the 80s, or have you talked to him? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I've talked to him. we we had dinner together. Um, oh, maybe three or four years ago. Um, it was it was shortly after I I got the uh, Indiana Broadcasters Hall of Fame induction and. Uh, he took me and my wife and a couple other people out to dinner, and oh my God, just just told stories all night, and it was just incredible. I'll never forget it. Could you get Mike's recorder to work? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would be nice if we could have him on All Things Radio. I know that's not possible, probably, but it would be nice to have him as a guest because I think we, he would make an interesting one. So, oh, yeah. yeah. He was uh, a good one, and yeah, he's. His station was always, they were always trying to go on 24 hours, doing anything they could do to get on 24 hours. And he would do anything to get listeners. Just, that was a golden year, 74, for radio in Indianapolis. Yeah, he tried to get the Muncie station on 24 hours a day, too, and that was a 990, and there was no way way, that that was going to happen. happen Canada had something to say about that, but... People would say, 
to, to people who say, why, why can't, uh, why can't Bill get one of these stations on 24 hours a day? And people say, well, because he's not very diplomatic. <laughs> he would, you know, say what he thought. And if he didn't like what the FCC said, he would you know, just say, say what he, what he thought. That was the year, if it was 74, that was the year that WNTS came on in May. That was a short-lived station. But yeah, fifteen. Sure but that was one of my favorites. Another yeah, another daytimer. I always like the strugglers, the the daytimers, fifteen ninety. But hey, that was a struggler. That's remember we played that WXLW when they were at fifteen ninety, and they moved to nine fifty. I think think that was yeah. in nineteen fifty five, and that. Audio air check was clear and good. I mean, we've heard some newer ones that didn't sound that good. So that's true. Oh yeah, uh, Jeff. Do we have anybody waiting to talk? No, we don't. So we don't. Guess. I got to get my nineteenth. Okay, your turn. I got to get my nineteenth <laughs> cup of coffee. <laughs> How many cups have you had today, Jeff? No, I, my doctor told me I really have to cut back, so I've cut back down to three cups a day. That's it. No more. Wait a minute. I heard the other day that coffee was good for your heart. It I is good too. for your heart. It but is. It, but it also has an effect on the blood pressure, Bernie, so that's why I don't drink as much. Oh, well, just take more blood pressure medicine. No, I got other things to do there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the day I found out that coffee was good for my heart, I was in Kansas City, and I, my wife and I ran right <clears> down to the hotel restaurant at like 6.40 in the morning and got a cup of coffee. It was so funny. That's hey, the way to do it. Hey, that is exactly... Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly the way to do it. Uh, in fact... At the hospital where I had my heart surgery, they, they've got a Starbucks. I mean, why not? <laughs> it's better than that coffee there. I'll, and I'll tell you right now, if you go to the Starbucks and you drink that Verona, which is really strong, almost like Big, Big Easy Bold, that'll definitely get your heart going, let me tell you. Well, hey, that coffee at the hospital was terrible. I knew I had to get out of there. That was decaffeinated well, I can't say the words. Oh. Uh, no, thank you. Ma- mass spell might be a good word yeah. that, that you can use. Mass, yeah. Well, that's being too kind to it. That's being too kind <laughs> to it. Uh, that's being too kind to it. So, But anyway, I want to thank the panel, everybody, for coming on. Great show. Thank you. Very much. I feel a little more confident now <laughs> after a yeah. successful trip back on the air. But anyway, here we go. And what are we going to finish up with, Jeff? We're going to have KRKE FM in Albuquerque, New Mexico with their 80s format. I mean, AM with their FM translator with their 80s format. Oh, this ought to be a good one. Maybe <laughs> I better go get something stronger than coffee. <laughs> you can watch uh, yeah. the football game. Oh God! Wow. Yeah, that's impressive me. Yeah, I'll turn it on and see if it goes right to Amazon. So here we go with Albuquerque's best. Not this week in my featured station <laughs> segment. We're traveling to Albuquerque, New Mexico, and we're going to listen to radio station KRKE AM and its FM translator. The station broadcasts in all 80s format, and while they don't have any live radio announcers, they certainly play a lot of good 80s music. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy radio station KRKE AM on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Everybody can't- 
80s Music Marathon, an extra long set of nothing but 80s hits, only here on the 80s Channel. K-R-K-E. just heard another 80s music marathon on 93.7 KRKE, the station with nothing but 80s music 24-7. Stay here for another 80s music marathon coming up in minutes here on the 80s channel. 93.7 KRKE of your favorite decade. 93.7 KRKE. The 80s Channel. The 80s Channel. Forgotten 45. 1986. They sound great together, don't they? Patty LaBelle, Michael McDonald, a Forgotten 45 here on the 80s Channel on my own. Another 80s music marathon is just around the corner on 93.7 KRKE, the 80s channel. Casino at the Downs First Turn Lounge hosts your 8th annual Halloween party and costume contest. Saturday, October 29th, your best costume wins your share of $1,000. Drink specials and live music and dancing with Fat City, only at Casino at the Downs. Weekends at the Downs offers your favorite games, sports, viewing, live music, the best dining, and with 30 screens, your game's on. Watch and wager on simulcast racing, and be sure to check out the flea market and other Expo New Mexico events, only at Casino at the Downs. Starting right now, another 80s music marathon. An extra long set of your favorite hits from your favorite decade on the 80s channel. 93.7.
Minutes and 80s Music Marathon. An extra long set of all your favorites, all from the 80s. Only on the 80s channel. K-R-K-E. another 80s music marathon on 93.7 KRKE. The station that plays all 80s all the time. We'll begin another 80s music marathon before the hour is up here on the 80s channel. This Halloween, get ready for the Purgatory Haunted House from Friday, October 14th through Halloween evening at the Sheriff Boston Complex on 2nd Street, North of Alameda. Get ready for a frightening good experience as the Purgatory Haunted House serves up the ultimate haunted house experience. The electrifying electric chair, dueling chainsaws, the Grim Reaper, the Angel of Death, the Lost Souls. Ready to have the life scared out of you? People are dying to get in. The Purgatory Haunted House, Friday, Saturday, Sundays, and on Halloween. Beat the sellout. Get tickets at holdmyticket.com or take your chances at the door. Go to the Purgatory Haunted House at the Sheriff Lawson Complex on 2nd Street, North of Alameda. Your lives will never be the same. 80s. This is 93.7 KRKE, the 80s channel. The 80s channel. Forgotten 45s. 1984. Bringing back the great sound of Chicago, a forgotten 45 here on the 80s channel. Hard habit to break. Well, there you go. The 80s channel as heard on radio station KRKE serving Albuquerque, New Mexico. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F, Jeff, at allthingsradio.net. But you can call that feedback line at 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595 being option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. 
This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend.